0: This is the Nordic Football Guys Podcast. What is up, everybody? We are the Nordic Football Guys. I am your host, Hayden, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Auntie. Auntie, will you please say hello? Well, moro, moro.
1: What's up, man? Yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. Again in your kitchen? Again, again. Face to face? Yeah. I think we'll make a habit of this now?
0: Yeah, it's been going pretty good. This is the second time in a row, and I think this is the most uh we've been able to do this probably almost since the whole world went to <laughs> crazy town
1: but yeah yeah uh two times in a row hopefully we'll keep it going uh what you've been up to man well same old same old working exercising this morning was actually the first time in a long while since i got my ass up and went <laughs> to the uh, gym at 6 30 a.m i used to do that the whole winter and spring i did it one time with you <laughs> yeah or twice maybe and then then i had a whole summer break because of golf and now it's uh getting getting the winter time here in finland so less golfing more exercising so it's good you've been making a
0: lot of golf videos for your social media and yeah. actually been sending them to a lot of our group <laughs> chats and i've been getting some positive feedback yeah those they're kind of cool i don't know much about golf but i see the ball flying pretty far so yeah maybe you're good at it and straight <laughs> and straight <laughs> i guess that that those are the two most important parts of
1: yeah teeing off for me it's more uh more that i'm a straight shooter than a long shooter i'm doing okay with the distance but i'm not i'm for sure not the like the longest hitters out there but You know, yeah, yeah, it's getting better when you when you're exercising or when you're practicing a lot. Then, yeah, it's it's good.
0: It must be a little bit disappointing for you that the season is kind of almost over, or if not over, I don't know when it ends. But yeah,
1: to live in North Carolina and be able to golf all year long, so yeah, my friends play golf
0: almost all the time. I feel there. I don't know if they're any good. They talk a lot about it, so. I yeah. know that at least you and them have had some conversations about it, and I always scroll down to the bottom when I see that because...
1: <laughs> literally, there's a couple of good golfers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've I mean, heard that some of them are okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it has been one crazy... Actually, two crazy weeks, and it just keeps going in the NFL recently. Everything... It, it feels like for the first three weeks, everything was fine. We're like, every, oh, every, I guess we're not going to have any problems and everything's just going to go according to plan and it seems that over the past week, two weeks that that has kind of
1: gone out the window. Yeah. So to speak, there's been lots of uh things to be done in in the leagues and like to compensate and stuff. Yeah. And uh well and now to put some extra pressure in that is that now is the first bye weeks. Yeah. So uh Packers players, Lions players, yeah. Uh I'm not gonna going to be in your lineup and in our Mali league it that's gonna be a headache for me since Aaron Jones has been like a very big name for me in that league. Yeah, you're actually in that league the only one that's undefeated still. Yeah, four and <laughs> I feel it's been most of most of that has been luck with the matchups. Right. But some of that has been uh I've been doing a lot of trades. Like past week, uh I was trading with my that week's matchup and most of the time, that's the thing that you don't want to do. It worked uh, out well for you. It worked out f- well for me. Yeah. I traded uh, Daryl Henderson to Devonta Freeman, uh, and I ended up benching Devonta Freeman, but he ended up playing Daryl Henderson. So if he had had Freeman, he would have had four more points and he would have <laughs> beaten me. So <laughs> we had
0: a, a pretty big discussion after that of how I personally thought, because. We talked about Henderson last week quite a lot about how he was a a sell high. Yeah. And I felt like what you did was more of a, not so much a sell high, but more just like sell for anything, like cash out. Yeah. But it definitely worked (laughs) out for you. Even if you never play Freeman, you got one more free win basically out of that trade because you're never going to play Henderson. Yeah.
1: Not not anymore. Cam Cam makers coming back this week. Yeah. And, and, uh. Well, it was, yeah, I tried to sell high, but I also mentioned last week in our uh, podcast that our Money League is filled with talented fantasy players and everybody actually is doing some research. And I couldn't get anything from uh, Henderson. I tried pretty much all the running backs before Freeman. Uh you told me that you would have given me Antonio Gibson, but I highly doubt that you would give me Antonio Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I wouldn't have taken J. K. Dobbins. Yeah, um, I mean
0: JK Dobbins, he's a guy that I have listed for later on today. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so I wouldn't have taken him yeah. uh before Freeman. Freeman is like I have to pay Freeman this week since Jones is not playing. So yeah. uh and I also traded OBJ out from him. And OBJ had a great week. I didn't see that coming, that he would have such a big week, but, you know, helped me quite we a lot. A
0: little, we had a bit, a bet going earlier that I think I already lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about, uh, what was it, John Brown yeah. and o- Odell Beckham Jr. And I said John Brown was going to finish better. I don't know how they are currently standing. I know John Brown started the season off very
1: well and has since kind of tapered off a little bit. Yeah, he has. Hem- had he hasn't been 100%, I feel like. Uh, and also, it, it's getting pretty clear that Stefan Dix is the man in, on, on that team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I finally had John Brown a little bit ahead of Dix on the rankings, but they were like 50-50. Right. But I was a big John Brown smoother before the season started.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you had John Brown, any shares of John <clears throat> Brown last year, and you saw what he did, he carried a lot of people to playoffs mm. and even outside of that. So, yeah. I can see that you have a one might have a little bit of an emotional connection to him, but you know Stephon Diggs is one of the best wide receivers, and with Josh Allen, he's just doing so well. Uh, it's going to be an interesting week this week, though, because there's a very very solid chance that that game doesn't happen due to uh, COVID because Tennessee now. Has tested two more players today positive with COVID. Today being Wednesday, and they're supposed to play on Sunday. And the Titans have not had the ability to play, so it looks that Stephon Diggs might be out at least for one week. So they might have a buy. It's very hard to see what's going to happen going forward with these teams. I have no idea what happened with Tennessee. A massive breakout there. So, like we know, last week they had a buy, an unscheduled buy in their game against um, the Steelers. And that has been postponed
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they were scheduled to play the bills this week, but it looks like that is not going to happen. So if you have any of these players, if you have John Brown or Stephon Diggs, you might have to look another way. So another reason why this trade kind of, or not this trade, but this bet is not looking favorable to me.
1: And yeah, one player I'm sure as hell I'm missing a lot. This AJ Brown, <laughs> uh, in, in our money League, because I haven't been able to play him. Uh, he's been injured, and now all this COVID stuff, but the one thing I know, that when they actually get to play, I know AJ Brown is 100% since he has had these two two extra weeks to come by, so I don't have to make the hard decision if if to play him after the injury or not. Right. So that's nice. Uh, also, I picked up Justin Jefferson from the waivers. I spent all my rest of my fab to get him, uh, just to make sure that I have him. So... I get to play him the next next week since AJ Green is, is a bye bye for me. I don't think I'm gonna get anything from AJ Green.
0: Yeah, that that's a guy I have on my list of like talking points for today about AJ Green. What I really like about AJ Green this year, though, is that it. it, it I have him on my list of people I'm ready to drop mm. for the season. What I don't love about him is that he only has 14 reception on the year. But what's really great about him is he still, after four weeks, has 33 targets. So he's getting the targets. And for me, that's one reason that it would be hard for me to get rid of him. There are other guys that I would be much more willing Mm. to move on from. Uh, One guy, for instance, T.Y. Hilton, who you drafted probably around the same time, if you add him. And he has, in the past three weeks, only four, he's only been averaging four targets per game. And that is not really startable and he only has nine receptions in the past three weeks so there are players like Devonte Parker last week had more receptions in one game than T.Y. Hilton had in the past three weeks so it's not looking good and right now it's hard for me to say drop A.J. Green because I know that's who we're talking about but he's definitely the type of guy that you should be monitoring and you shouldn't be starting it's just I feel like his breakout is due it's if you can hold on to him for so long and i i just i would want to give it one more week before dropping aj green
1: yeah and that's uh, of course you have to check out who's on the waivers before you do that decision since uh i might actually have to haul him and then and see a couple of weeks if things are getting better uh i also have tyler boyd <clears throat> in money league he's doing well. so he's he's the clear number one but i'm not sure if it's the qu- cornerbacks, or if it's Burrow's ability to draw it deep, because it seems that yeah, as you said, AJ Green is targeted a lot, but he's just not getting getting anything catch or caught. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's just he's not good enough to fight against those quarter- cornerbacks, or I don't know what. I think he's just being double covered, uh,
0: because AJ Green has never been a below fifty percent receptions on mm. his targets. He's receiving. Less than 50% of his targets. I think that might just be a little bit of an issue with... Well, he's A.J. Green, so the defenses are definitely targeting him as the guy because you want to make sure that A.J. Green isn't beating you deep. So that's helping Tyler Boyd. I think when the defenses figure that out a little bit, they'll cover Tyler Boyd a little more and open A.J. Green up, Hmm. kind of. There's not a lot of weapons on that team, apart from Joe Mixon and A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. So... Yeah. It, it's not hard to cover up two of those guys, as we've seen. Joe Mixon hasn't been playing very well I- until last week. Uh, AJ Green has not been performing well to this point. I I still think his breakout is due. It's just hard to, it's hard in my mind to get myself to hold on to him. I have him in two leagues, and I've been very seriously considering dropping him. But I want to wait one more week just to see what I have with him.
1: Yeah, the last week was kind of like make it or break it for me. With AJ Green since they were playing Jacksonville. And you would think that that's, that's the game that he's about to like break out. But maybe it was more Joe Mixon getting all the work than AJ Green. Um, I think he was targeted like three or four times in a game. So quite a few times. And he got one <laughs> for three yards. And got, got the whole of 0.8 points uh, in half point PPR. But... Looking at the players available in in our money league, uh, like Preshard Perryman, Randall Cobb, Isaiah Ford, Deshaun Jackson, would you take any of these guys before AJ Green?
0: I one person that you noted there that is on waivers that it's hard for me to say. I I would like I said I think I would still rather have AJ Green, but if Jackson is sitting there on waivers, which I guess he is, he is. I don't have anybody on my team I'm willing to drop. Well, I actually have one guy, T.Y. Hilton, but I'm not dropping T.Y. Hilton for uh, D-Jax. D-Jax, but maybe some other guys. I have J.K. Dobbins on my team, too, who's another guy I want to bring up later about guys that I'm willing to drop. d is the most interesting guy that you mentioned just because we haven't really seen what he has this year at all, clearly, and he should be the first target for that team when he comes back because that team is really bad and they need some sort of weapon. Mm -hmm. So I would be interested in him, but I feel like he and AJ Green are very similar in the sense that they're yesterday's best wide receivers, like many, many years ago and maybe holding on to something a little more. I don't know if I'm willing to pass up on the potential because we see AJ Green is getting the targets. He's just not doing anything with them. And so I think that I want the promise of AJ Green's targets versus the, what could be of Deshaun Jackson personally. Uh, Moving on, I want to bring up one more person on that team, actually. Another guy that is avail that is owned in our league that I would consider dropping on the same team of the Bengals, Giovanni Bernard. I don't even think the only time that you would I would consider rostering him would be in a PPR league. Because, you know, he's very he, he's not a carry guy. He's not getting lots of touches on the ground. And I don't even think that he's much of a handcuff for for joe mixon i think that giovanni bernard is more going to be a pass catching back and if something was to happen to joe mixon that they would probably do something else and go with a different running back as their workhorse back so and giovanni bernard has really not been doing that much with the touches that he's been getting this year i think he's been doing okay but i think that like i would rather drop giovanni bernard and pick up d in that situation, if if I had my way with, if I had every player on every team and could change everything.
1: Yeah, I have actually Gio, Giovanni Bernard rostered in, uh, in our money league, but, but that's just because I have guys in the uh, injured reserves. So I have some extra spots that I can just fill in with those running backs that might come to something if something crazy happens. So that's what I like to do with those, like, extra spots that I have. And then those guys are also as easy to draw when I need to put my IR back guys back to the roster. So, uh, and I feel them more happily with those, uh, like, running back twos for, of a team than, than uh, guys like d Jax. That then I have to wonder if to drop D-Jacks or somebody else. So, uh, yeah, that's about that. Yeah. So a uh, whole lot of talk about Cincinnati players. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, clearly that that team is not performing the way that they would hope. They're doing okay. I think they have their first win now on the season. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, and as you said, Joe Mixon had a blowout game that everybody was expecting. Uh, one of our friends from the from Money League uh, asked if he should start Miles Gaskin or Joe Mixon in another league. And I was saying that you should start... Joe Mixon against Jacksonville the whole day, but he went with Gaskin and then and, and he wasn't happy with that. He's, he's definitely
0: the same way that I was feeling about Joe Mixon this exact same time last year when I angrily traded him <laughs> to you on your couch. And then literally not 20 minutes later, he scored two touchdowns in that game. <laughs> so I understand where he's coming from, but Joe Mixon is one of those top end talents. It's hard to sit him. Uh, hmm. I do want to move it over to one team right now on All the right. wide receivers. One guy that was drafted in the top 10 rounds that is really, really not performing on the Texans. Uh, first, before we talk about Brandon cooks, which is the guy that I want to bring up, <laughs> I want you, I want to know your general feeling for the Texans team. Now that Bill O'Brien has been fired.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was due. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that's a bad team. Uh, and, but I, I don't want to say it's it's all because of uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not there. Uh I I just don't see DeAndre making that much of a difference. So it must be something else. I mean DJon Watson hasn't been looking that great. Uh, yeah,
0: he's like number fifteen on the year in yeah. regular scoring, which is, is not great. It's not droppable because where you drafted him and you hope that he's going to bounce back, but mm. definitely
1: yeah, underperforming. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they don't have any reason to tank either, since I still believe believe in Deshaun Watson in the long run. Uh, He's the carrying force in that team. Uh, I don't know. How does this make you feel about players
0: like uh, their running back David Johnson, for instance? Some guy that has not been performing necessarily bad. He had really great week one and kind of tapered off, but still startable. I guess he's he's a fine RB two to this point of the season, and does this make you feel better, worse, or indifferent with people like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I still be, believe David Johnson is gonna perform RB two levels the rest of the season. I'm if like compared for example to Miles Gaskin, I would much rather have David Johnson than than Miles Gaskin. Um, I also would have. David Johnson before, guys like uh, maybe even Devin Singletary.
0: He's performing better to this point. Yeah. And I, what? just to piggyback on that, I do think that a lot of the time when there's a big coach change like this, it does happen that they lean more heavily on the run game just because it's easier to plan around mm. with a new coach that maybe doesn't fit the scheme all that well. And especially if it's an interim coach that's just trying to make it through the season that they might be leaning a little bit more on the running game. Uh, one person that this does make, does, does drop off my boards completely would be Duke Johnson. Some guy that he's been injured now a couple of weeks, two weeks, and he only has five targets on the year. He's played
1: two games and. I don't think Duke Johnson is rostered anyways.
0: He's, he's a lot rostered in our money league and that's why I bring him. Oh, ah,
1: okay. So yeah, somebody's holding on.
0: Yeah. I, you, the problem with Duke Johnson, I feel, if you still have him rostered to this point, you're kind of hoping that he's going to come back after Wait that and see. injury. Yeah,
1: yeah. They could have like a committee with the new head coach. You never know. They could. Yeah, he could be more involved.
0: But that the, he definitely could be more involved. Do, I don't necessarily see that happening. I think that they're going to go with their proven guy, and David Johnson is, without a doubt, the better running back. Duke Johnson's just that change of pace, third down, receiving back. And I don't know how cute that the interim head coach is going to get with their pass plays, their check downs. They're mm. going to do any trick plays. Yeah, I think it's going to be more straightforward football, and that's definitely what you want. David Johnson is a straightforward football running back. Uh, I If you... Held on to Duke Johnson for this long. I guess you want to see what he has in him for one more week, but I would cut my losses at this point and get rid of him for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but but Brandon Cooks you uh, brought up. Yeah, I'm also very ready to drop him. Yeah, he shouldn't be rostered at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's guys in the waiver wire I would much rather have than than Brandon Cooks.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's top. Um, 80, I think which is really really bad Will Fuller is the obvious uh, Wide receiver one for that team It's not even close Randall Cobb is a distant second I guess So Brandon Cooks I'm done with I don't want any, any part of him David Johnson, Brandon Cooks and I guess uh, Deshaun Watson are really the only Pieces of that offense I have any faith in going forward
1: Yeah I mean didn't he just have a goose egg Brandon Cooks
0: I, I didn't take last, a look at his last, last game. week. But yeah,
1: that- I, I guess he had a goose, uh, but then again, so did Calvin Ridley. So that doesn't really say anything. Uh, they have a good matchup this week. So if you are very desperate and you need a wide receiver, I would maybe be willing to flex Brandon Cooks. They are playing uh, Jacksonville, I believe. Yeah, Jacksonville. So yeah, it's a, it's a good matchup. But then again, when you look at AJ Green, who I would be much more confident to start than Brandon Cooks and A.J. Green only had had those like zero uh, point eight points. So yeah, not so I, I take my first back. I wouldn't I would flex Brandon Cooks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Let let let's not advise flexing Brandon Cook. There's so many options. You probably yeah. have a better wide receiver on your bench already. Pretty much any wide receiver at this point would be better. Zach Pascal, for instance. People like that. That you definitely ha- could get some some good value for. AJ Green is a better flex. I know that you probably don't have AJ Green, but if you have AJ Green, you're not looking to flex him, but he's a better flex in Bre- than Brandon Cooks, in my opinion.
1: Uh this week I don't know. I would start maybe Brandon Cooks this week before AJ Green just because of the matchup. Mm. But but guys like T Higgins, if you have, uh, I would rather much rather start T Higgins than. Than uh Brandon Cooks or a j Green in that matter, I think T. Higgins is more valuable in the team than than a j green yeah is yes.
0: uh one team that is definitely cooking this year that I want to bring up a little bit is the Kansas City offense, but there are people on that team that are maybe underperforming or were drafted and not doing anything. Uh, one person on my mind would be Daryl Williams. He has ten attempts on the ground in four weeks. He's rostered in our di- in our money league Also a- Yes, also. <laughs> and he's number eight, the number 88 running back on the year.
1: Is our money league like, more deeper than, than most leagues? I
0: think people are looking for that sleeper option. And I, I think that Daryl Williams, they're hoping that people like... Uh, they're looking for that option on the high-powered offense that might get some playing time. Yeah. And I think if, that they're...
1: If, if CEH is getting injured.
0: Right, but that, that leads me to this, that... Just if Ceh gets injured, I don't necessarily mean think that that means Daryl Williams is going to be bumped up to that RB two because there's still two other running backs on that offense that are uh, very uh, valuable. I don't know Daryl Williams or Darwin Thompson. Like to me, they're the same. Mm. And rostering Daryl Williams in hopes that maybe one day Clyde Edwards Alaire gets hurt and then maybe he gets the. Uh, nod to be the lead back. I don't think it's worth rostering him at this point. I think yeah, for you sure drop not. him and you spend the fab if that time ever comes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I feel the same way. What do you feel about Sammy Watkins? He had a great first week. After that, classic been, Sammy. <laughs> yeah, but I. It's up, not been that bad than last year.
0: Yeah, I mean he he's doing okay. I, I like I said, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that team. I still feel more comfortable with people like Michael Hardman. I think that he has more red zone work, and he's a better deep threat than Sammy Watkins. I think that it seems when I'm watching games that Patrick Mahomes has a better connection with Michael Hardman, and I don't know if I want the—I I don't necessarily want Michael Hardman on my team, but I would feel more comfortable with him if—if if you're not—if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, Clyde edwards alaire Tyree Kill, or Travis Kelsey, which is a lot of options on one offense, I think there are better options. Sammy Watkins is not droppable by any means because he's performing and flexible if you have a very busy bye week or something happens with Corona that a team doesn't play for some reason. He's flexible, but I would, I don't love him. Let's hmm. just say that.
1: I would much rather have Watkins than, than Michael Harmer, but I still believe that Watkins is going to be somewhere in like the wide receiver four department. Do you have him the on the list the now
0: of how they are?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> but by the end of end of the season, I believe that he's going to be in the wide receiver four. Yeah. Category.
0: Uh, Michael Hardman is definitely a hit or miss guy, but I think his hits his hits are not as big, but they're more frequent. Hmm. So that that that's more of why I know that you can have Sammy Watkins and then he'll have a three touchdown game and a two hundred and fifty yard game, but that's rare and probably once a once a year. And we already had that this year. I don't see it happening again.
1: Yeah, the Watkins had a great playoff uh, series last year, but in that time, yeah. the fantasy season had already ended, so it didn't help anything there, but you know, yeah, uh, you can always flex him, I believe, Yeah, and you most of the people who have, I mean, Watkins are flexing him, and then, then you have a very solid team. Uh, yeah, it's just that high-powered offense, and you always have that upside that he's going to be the guy who's catching a couple of touchdowns, and getting a couple of those deep hits, passes so
0: yeah moving on to another very high powered offense that everybody loves uh jk dobbins the run the running back for baltimore ravens he has 15 carries on the season and two touchdowns and it looked at the beginning of the season that if you had drafted him it paid out well because he had two touchdowns in that first game and he looked really good but since week one he's only had eight carries is he a guy, and I actually am rostering him currently, and he's one of the guys on my team that I'm, I am feel that if I had to drop somebody for one reason or another that I would move on from J.K. Dobbins. Do you think J.K. Dobbins is the type of guy that you would feel comfortable moving on from, or do you still want to wait and see with him?
1: I would drop him. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, so I believe he's going to be... I, I don't like that just that I have to start Mark Ingram in any sense, but I would much rather start Mark Ingram than, than J.K. Dobbins.
0: Right, and my main problem I have is J.K. Dobbins as the rookie maybe taking some time to become the guy. When he does get his carries, he's performing very, very well, and I, I still feel that it's only a matter of time before J.K. Dobbins gets the nod to get more carries, maybe even 10 carries a game, which... Is not un, not crazy for that team. Just split carries evenly with um, with Ingram. But the question is when, and do I want to hold on to him forever, and wait and see, and wait for a week until I see that it's finally happening, and then am I ever going to put him in? I don't know. I it's hard for me to drop him just because I feel like he does have that potential to explode at any week. But knowing when that week is going to come, we're not going to know until it's over, mm. so, I guess JK. Dobbins is droppable, but I wouldn't be surprised if once you dropped him in two or three weeks, he becomes the hot waiver wire pickup of that week
1: yeah, I just don't believe he's he's performing this season at all but
0: when you when you look at his yards per carry, they're actually amazing. yeah, mm. he, he's averaging close to six yards per carry when he does get his carries. So it's not that he's performing bad, he's just not perf- playing yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I I, I don't believe he's going to be in the top 50 running backs of the season. And and Ingram is going to be... Well, yeah, Lamar is the best running back in that team. So <laughs> it's not a good backfield to have. Uh, he, he just... Uh, I didn't draft Ingram, but I got him through a trade. Um, and now I'm in a situation that I have to start him at least this week since, uh, since Aaron Jones is not playing, so... Not happy to have anybody from the backfield, to be honest, except Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, do, would you rather have Naheem Hines or J.K. Duppins for the rest of the season?
0: N- like I said last week, the issue I have with Jonathan Taylor is that Naheem Hines seems to be getting more work than he should. Mm. When he does get work, I feel like he's not doing very well, but then you look at his stat line and it's always okay. Mm. For the rest of the season, if I had to be stuck with one of them for the rest of the season, like I couldn't drop them later on, I think I would rather have J.K. Dobbins just because I believe that his breakout is coming at one point. I think Naheem Hines is definitely a 10 points per week guy. That you can put in and feel kind of comfortable with that he's not going to lose, your, you, lose you a week. But he's definitely not going to win you a week. I feel like J.K. Dobbins come week 10, week 11 could have some very serious fantasy value. So in that very strict scenario, I think J.K. Dobbins. But it's close for sure. It, it, it depends what my team looks like. But in, if you were in that situation, who would you be going with?
1: Uh, I'm rostering Naheem Hines. <laughs> And I would go uh, with Ni- Naheem Hines over JK Dowins. Because uh with Naheem Hines you can always like kinda of predict the uh the matchup. If 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 Indiana Colts is the favorite, I wouldn't play Naheem Hines because I would feel that he's getting more of that pass catching work. And if they are up a lot, why would they throw it that much to Naheem Hines? But if they are in a competitive matchup, I feel that they have to throw the ball more and then I feel that Naheem Hines would get a lot more work than than usual. So in that sense, oh in those cases I would be happy to flex him. Yeah. Uh but with J.K. Dobbins you just never know and it's always a guesswork if he's getting the work or it, not. It
0: i the it's not that it, it is guesswork to this point with J.K. Dobbins, but I think once it comes then he'll be a safe play. And I, I want to give it a couple more weeks. That That's more what I have to say. I'm uh, moving it on to the Dolphins. Dull- I have one question. Yeah, yeah
1: sure. Including Naheem Hines. Uh, this week, uh, since Aaron Jones is not playing, my running backs are not the best. I have Mark Ingram, Devon the Freeman, and Naheem Hines. I'd play
0: Freeman. Is that the question? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd play Freeman. I think that offense
0: is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like That offense is a dumpster fire. I, I, I watched half of the Giants game live and it was brutal watching that I still think that Freeman is going to get more volume and because he's gonna be getting more volume there's more chances for him to break a couple big or get into the end zone mm-hmm. so <laughs> reluctantly I would rather play Freeman but the, you can't really go wrong if you have to play one of them I suppose who, who is there one way you're leaning
1: uh yeah I think I would start Ingram and Freeman this week and not Hines because he's playing Cleveland and I think Colts is going to be a clear favorite in that game. So
0: Yeah, I mean, you're definitely starting Ingram in this situation. That's yeah, not a question. Yeah, that's not the question. But I think Freeman is the better play, And, you know, he's new to the system, Freeman. He... The first week, you can kind of forgive. The second week, he looked a little better. Now that he's has a couple of weeks with the system under his belt, I feel that... There's a better chance that he might break one big. It, it's going to happen at one point that he falls into the end zone as the starting running back for that team. Uh, Deion Lewis is definitely droppable at this point because Freeman has taken over that backfield. But I, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, I would definitely be going with Freeman. Anything else?
1: Uh, no, I was maybe thinking that I could target Mike Davis this week. Uh, maybe Probably his I would, last week. Yeah, maybe I would get him quite cheap. Just to play him this week and try to get the win that way, I would maybe, maybe bundle up like Valdez, Candling and
0: AJ Green. (laughs) I mean, that's enticing. Yeah, I don't know if I would take it. Just be.
1: I I don't even know who has Mike Davis now. Money. I know uh, he's the
0: guy that has Christian McCaffrey, so it might be hard to get get him Mike Davis just because he can play him literally and then not miss a beat when Christian McCaffrey comes back Mm. that being said Mike Davis to this point has been playing very very well and when Christian McCaffrey comes back they might see that Mike Davis has some value and Maybe they throw him in some interesting situations where he gets a couple of carries. They can rest Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't have to be out there for 99.9% of the snaps. Mm. Maybe he's out there for 70% of the snaps, and he gets a Naheem Hines-esque role, perhaps, a change of pace back. So it could be that he has value. If you wanted to grab him, he's going to be lower now. I wouldn't be grabbing him when Christian McCaffrey comes back. I'd want to play him as the sole back at least one week yeah so
1: give it a try yeah i'll try also guys i might be wanting to target our guys like kenny and drake uh i I believe i could get cheap and i would still rather much much rather start him this week than over any of those guys that i just mentioned that i have (laughs) yeah so uh yeah well let's see what what's my team is gonna be when the week starts but
0: yeah, you you have an interesting matchup right now. Your projected 76 fantasy points, I think.
1: Yeah, well, because I haven't benched Aaron Jones yet, so... Yeah. It's still pretty low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Aaron also Jones have, doesn't I all, account for 35 I points. M- I also have MVS on the flex at the moment, so okay, that's the reason.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough week for you, but luckily you can afford an L if you have to take one. Try not to take one, of course, but...
1: Yeah, my opponent is... Uh, projected 95 points and he has his full team on actually he's he's the one who's playing Mike Davis so (laughs) I think I don't think that I'm gonna get him
0: (laughs) yeah it it might be hard uh one person I would like to bring up Preston Williams who is rostered in a lot of leagues uh six receptions on 17 targets and he's the number 70 in standard scoring Hmm. droppable
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd get rid of him at this point. I know that people drafted him late to be a sleeper. They thought that uh he would come back and become like a very viable option. But I'm not co- I don't want Preston Williams on my team. I would rather have the unknown of Deshaun Jackson. I would rather have the unknown of Deshaun Jackson than the number 70 on the year Preston Williams. Mm. I don't want a lot of options on that team. Um Devontae Parker had a good week last week. He didn't get to the end zone, but he had ten receptions for 110 yards.
1: Yeah, Mike Gesicki was a disappointment. Also, yeah, i know But that was supposed to be a great matchup for Gesicki.
0: I'm not sold on Gesicki. He had one good week, and he and then ever since then he's been extremely touchdown dependent. Mike mm. Gesicki. He, I think, for the past two weeks now, he only has two receptions, and one of them he was in the end zone, which salvaged his tight end week. But the other one went for less than 10 yards. And so he's a guy I'm trying to trade at this point. I'm not dropping him, of course, because yeah. he's quite valuable, but I'm trying to move on from him as fast as possible.
1: Uh, who would you rather have? Or which which kind of other guys that you would rather have uh, for the rest of the season? Logan than, Thomas.
0: I would rather have Logan Thomas, for instance, for Washington. I know I have brought him up. This is week five. This is the fourth time I'm talking about him, mm. but he's getting the work. That's the thing. He's he hasn't found the end zone yet, but he's getting four receptions per week. And for a tight end, that's very important. So I, I want a guy that's going to get the receptions and get you five weeks every week and not goose you like he did last or not goose but less than two points. I want the five points and then the touchdown game. Mm. I think and that offense I know now that they are they pulled Haskins is a little bit of a question mark. I think that that means they're going to lean on their defined targets. So I think Antonio Gibson is going to get a bump here. I think that Logan Thomas is going to get a little bit of a bump.
1: McLaurin for McLaurin sure. McLaurin for sure is going to get a bump. So. Mm, what do you think about Chris Her- Hernan type of players? Who should. I think maybe they're like a bit like Kesiki that you would think that they would have the targets and the work since. They are one of the best pass catchers in that team. But for some reason, they are not targeted that much.
0: I think the Jets are terrible.
1: <laughs> so you would rather have Gesicki? I than would rather have Gesicki. I don't know. I maybe, I'm maybe leaning on the Herndon side. He might be available. He's available. He's available. So that might be a guy that I'm going to pick up for A.J. Green. Yeah. Just to have that tight end One option. One thing
0: I would hate to do is roster Gisicki and Herndon. Mm. That's the main issue. Like, If you're rostering Gisicki, he's kind of your only guy. you Because you don't want to... I don't want to have... If I have Gisicki on my team, I don't want to waste another spot for a tight end. Mm. I want to at least... Then, because at this point, Gasicki is a streaming option at best, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's not a week to week starter. I think that we've kind of established that. Logan Thomas, Chris Herndon, these are all streaming options as well. But I do think that they, I think that Logan Thomas has more week to week value, and Chris Herndon, he has the talent, but he hasn't shown it in a long time. Mm. But you can't do much worse than Gasicki last week.
1: Yeah. I feel I feel the same way for like next week. Uh, I don't know. I'm not happy starting Kesiki at all. I'm maybe Chris, it- Chris. Chris Herden is playing against Arizona. Yeah. So I might. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get much of anything from Kesiki. So I think I'm just gonna drop AJ Green for Chris Herdon, play this play him this week instead of Kesiki and then see what's up.
0: You know what you could do is you could look for one of those tight ends on a buy this week. You could maybe try to make a trick. Noah Fant? Perhaps Noah Fant. <laughs> you could. Uh, who else is on a buy this week?
1: Uh, I'm the, not sure if Noah Fant is on the buy actually this week.
0: The Lions are on a buy, so you could get Hawkinson.
1: I'm, ne- I'm never going to get Hawkinson for Gesicki. Yeah,
0: well, not for Gesicki, considering I have him. Yeah. But <laughs> you could be targeting players like that and... Mm maybe roll out with Kasiki for one more week as your um as like your last week streamer and then just roll with that tight end for the rest of the season. Would you
1: do uh Kisicki and AJ Green for Hawkinson?
0: Gesicki and AJ Green for yeah. Hawkinson? Probably not. But we can I'll take a look at your team. We can we can maybe work something. But then you have yeah. to go with Herndon or something. So
1: Yeah, because then I would trade you two players. I would pick up pick Herndon. Pick up Herndon.
0: Ah, yeah, that's smart. I'll take a look at your team. Yeah, we'll, well take there's, a look
1: this. There's not many more players than AJ Green that I'm willing to put on your way.
0: <laughs> one more tight end I want to bring up before we leave here: Jared Cook. Jared Cook, he has one week of injury, and he left halfway through. I would drop him. Drop him. I'll try to trade him yeah. if you get anything out of him. Jared Cook, four receptions in uh, since week one.
1: Yeah, I'm not happy with Jared Cook. I have shares of him, uh, but I I will need to look. Options here. Chris I Hunt? actually accidentally played him last week. <laughs> I I didn't uh, notice that he's not gonna, gonna be playing. I didn't check the last minute uh, status lines. On Friday he was still playing, but Sunday he was not. Yeah. <laughs> I played him against you in a legend league. I ended up winning anyways. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my first victory in that league. Well, to be I fair, believe.
0: to be fair, I was kind of backed into a corner. With with the, I had to play Devontae Adams and I had to have ha, ha, my fingers crossed that he would play, and turns out he didn't play. Yeah. And we didn't know that. It was a game time decision, didn't play. So,
1: yeah. Maybe Terry Cook was the same because I don't usually miss these. Yeah. Uh, but it what is what know? it
0: is. One tight end I would be looking to move on for as well, not drop yet, but Zach Ertz. Hate Zach Ertz. He's doing so terribly, especially for a team that has no other targets. And uh, Dallas Goddard is on IR. He's still doing really bad.
1: Yeah, I would I would still start him week to week. I mean, the, you, you have to where season. you drafted him. Yeah, but, but I still way, believe he's going to be near the top five.
0: I would be trying to trade him at this point.
1: I wouldn't because you wouldn't get much value out of him. I would be targeting Ertz.
0: There you go. I think you figured out what you <laughs> need to be doing. Yeah. Uh two quarterbacks that are rostered in my money league that should not be rostered in anything that is a two not a two QB league. Philip Rivers and Kirk Cousins. Philip Rivers, number twenty eight on the year. That doesn't make any sense. He's a QB three. Should not be rostered in a single quarterback league. Kirk Cousins, surprisingly doing better, twenty two on the year.
1: Hmm. So Yeah, I was pretty right with Philip Rivers. Uh when we did our statting. I didn't believe him that much. The one guy I'm disappointed at and, and and considering moving forward from is Matt Ryan. I I was a Matt Ryan through there. But you drafted I'm, him in the
0: eighth round, I think, in many. Yeah, games.
1: yeah. I'm and I'm kind of scared uh, for with the touchdowns. I mean, he's throwing a lots of yards. He's not throwing touchdowns. Yeah. And that's that that worries me. And and with the receiving core, that the problems that they have. Julio Jones is playing like with fifty percent of health all the time. Uh, He's not
0: going to play this week. It looks.
1: Yeah, and and Calvin Ridley has had some issues as well. I mean, he was cursed this week. Uh, that team's as bad. Uh, yeah, and I mean, surprisingly, they they, the- they and he Matt Ryan had to draw like lots of different people, and and when he doesn't have those like two. Uh, trustworthy candidates of that he can draw all the time. He's he's not looking the same at Ryan that I that I expected him. Surprisingly, the best
0: week to week option apart from Calvin Ridley, who just goosed you last week, you got to start him again. Todd Gurley, surprisingly week to week, fairly solid guy.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm I was pretty confident with Todd Gurley, and I have been trying to target him in a couple of leagues. Uh, just haven't got the trades through. I mean, he, I think he's their biggest redstone threat at the moment. Uh, one guy that I'm also happy with is, is Hayden Hurst. I mean, he's getting he's talented. He's getting himself open. Uh, he hasn't had that many touchdowns, if if not one. And, uh, and Russell Gates, I would be happy to play next week or this week. Yeah, I mean, with uh, Julio with, out. With, with Julio out, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Hmm. And... Yeah, it's a tough offense. Surprisingly, they're now—because what are they, 0-4 to this point? Yeah. They are two games behind the team that everybody thought was going to be last in the league already, the Carolina Panthers, at 2-2. and I just have to bring that up as a Carolina Panthers fan that I am completely shocked that they are 2-2. and And, yeah, the foul—I I said this to you in a joke over the weekend— I said this in a couple of our group chats as a joke. The Falcons are without a doubt the best, worst football team I have ever... The best, bad football team I have ever seen in my life. They are scoring so many points, but that defense is just horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And it's losing them games. So, tough week. Actually, the only defense that I think is doing worse, surprisingly, is the Dallas Cowboys. That led up, what is it, 49 points against the Cleveland Browns last week? Yeah. <laughs> so, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting there. But yeah, that that's really all I wanted to bring up for the week. I would love to hear. Is there anything else that you want to bring up before we go?
1: Yeah, a couple of quarterbacks questions since we were on we were Matt Ryan. Uh, if you look at the rest of the season, guys we have available in, uh, in the waivers in, in our money league, at the moment there's guys like Justin Herbert, uh, that I would much rather start this week than Matt Ryan. Uh, there's guys like well, most of the leagues have Gardner Minshew available, that, but I just haven't rostered him. I would have be I'm seeing starting Gardner Minshew more than Matt Ryan this year. Uh, there's guys like Carson Wentz. Are you moving on from Carson Wentz or are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm
0: definitely moving on from Carson Wentz.
1: I somehow believe that he's gonna do better rest of the season than Matt, than Matt Ryan is. Uh, so
0: One quarterback that perhaps I would be looking for, I know that he, he was drafted very late. If not drafted at all, would be
1: Joe Burrow. He's a top. I'm, I'm believing that Joe Burrow is rostered in most of the leagues.
0: But he, he is a top guy now. He's a top 12 guy. So if he is available, maybe snatch him up. Especially if you were like me and drafted Deshaun Watson, who's been nothing but a disappointment to this point. Joe Burrow could be the guy that you ride out until they write the ship or not at all. So maybe that's a guy that if you're looking for a quarterback to get out of your Matt Ryan slump, you can hit me up with. Maybe we can <laughs> package a deal for Joe Burrow and T-
1: and Hawkinson. I like Gardner Minshew more than Joe Burrow rest of the season.
0: Really? I would be surprised on that one. I think Joe Burrow is just a more talented QB. He is younger and a rookie, so he's going to make those silly rookie mistakes.
1: Yeah, but Gardner looked awesome when DJ Chalk was back. He had a great week last week. Uh, two weeks ago, when DJ Chalk wasn't there, I mean, he, it was a disappointment. I give you that, but I, for some reason, I I would be more happy with Cardamini than than Joe Joe Burrow.
0: I I hear you. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a <clears throat> preference at this point, but I I, I would rather go with. Jordan.
1: But but if that Joe Burrow tra- keep, like helps with the trading of DJ Hawkins and Joe Burrow, yeah, I think we can pick something up. <laughs> okay. With that, yeah. Uh, well, let's take a look. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is also a guy I would rather have before Joe Burrow.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. In our money league, you're not getting him, though. Yeah. Because uh, I know the guy that owns him is in love with him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, big truth of Ryan Tannehill.
0: And rightly so. I think we've been Tannehill truthers to this point. Also, Mm. who knows when they're going to play again? So who knows? It might be that having him has hurt you more than helped you at this point. Definitely to this point the past couple of weeks that – an impromptu bye week and looks like there's going to be one more bye week for that team, so...
1: Yeah. Also, one more thing before we stop. Uh, like We overlook defenses quite a lot. Yeah, I, I haven't actually <clears throat> taken a look at any defenses. But, you know, um, I usually go, like, week-to-week basis. if I don't happen to get any of those, like, week-to-week starting defenses. I'm usually, like, just going with the matchup. This week, uh, or last week, I pre- played the Broncos, uh... And I don't want to play them this week. <laughs> uh, they are playing the New Orleans, and and I mean the Patriots. Uh, it could be a good matchup, but still, uh, I believe that there might be some something else available. So let me just check or what, for example, what defenses we have available in the waivers. If I could find a better candidate there, yeah. For, yeah, if I would have the Patriots, I would be very happy against the Broncos. I, th- I think they are going to murder this week. And then, of course, you have your week-to-week starters like Steelers and Ravens, uh, Rams, 49ers. Now, even the Buccaneers have great defense. I don't think any of those are available. But defenses that could perform like reasonably well this week, that could be there, uh, Arizona, uh, maybe even the Saints. And uh, Browns, I think I have to pick up uh, the Cowboys actually this week that are in the waivers that I believe are going to do better than, than the Broncos.
0: I want nothing to do with the Cowboys defense.
1: No? No, not at all.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. That's the worst defense. I That was 49 points against the Browns. Hard to look at. So. But
1: still they are playing the Giants. And as you said, they looked horrible. <laughs> it's um. So it's am mat- I'm I'm gonna take a risk with that that the Giants are not getting, not getting it together, and then.
0: It's a classic case of the terrible force meets a movable object.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Browns are, the Broncos are a, a bye bye, and I'm I'm just I just picked up the Cowboys. Good job, <laughs>
0: but yeah, uh, I didn't even look at defenses because. You don't care about them. Don't care at all. Uh, I have the Colts and the Patriots in most of my leagues, so I'm happy with those guys. So I haven't really thought about defenses virtually at all. Uh, The Colts I picked up off waivers, which is one of my best waiver wire pickups I think I've had this year. That and uh, Jacksonville's running back. So (laughs) doing good on the waivers this year.
1: And the Jacksonville running back he means is James Robinson. Yeah, James Robinson. Hayden is not good with names.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. It's been an interesting week. Wow. 50 minutes. This was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. And see, just riffing. Yeah, just riffing. It was... We really didn't... We had a plan, and we decided this was a boring plan. We're just going to go ahead and talk. Yeah. And we were going to keep it short. led to almost an hour. Pretty good episode, Anthea. That was fun.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, like... My vision was like dinner table fantasy talk, and I think that's what this was like. Two friends talking fantasy football and like real life problems, (laughs) not like real life fantasy problems. Like more, maybe even talk more of the situation we are in, the lineups we have to choose, uh, especially now when the bye weeks are coming. So we have to make these week to week decisions: who to start, who to look from the waivers, who to target in trades, Uh, and if we happen to have any trades, and talk about those. I think that's more interesting yeah. to listen to.
0: And I think that this is maybe a format that we'll move forward with a little more. Obviously, we'll have a rough outline. Like this week, we had a rough outline of drop players, if you couldn't tell, <laughs> which is something that I, I think it was pretty clear. But we'll, we'll try to keep it more breezy. I guess we're breezy. <laughs> <laughs> breezy, breezy, breezy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, unless, Auntie, you want to say anything else before we go?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe some weeks we can do, uh, pre football time Sunday broadcasts, whether th- in, in podcast mode or Instagram live, we have to see about that.
0: Yeah. Get together and do that. That sounds fun. Also, maybe if people want to come on, which would be fun, maybe a guest or something and talk about their team, that would be a fun thing that we could do.
1: Yeah. we could comment on their teams and then maybe give some expert tips as we are experts. Some of- ideas
0: <laughs> of what we would do in that situation, perhaps. Yeah,
1: so. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I have noticed already that I have too many leagues going on <laughs> I have 7 I don't have the capacity to concentrate concentrate on, on all of them so I have decided to concentrate on my money league as my main league
0: money league and dynasty those are mine
1: yeah well the dynasty I'm doing pretty shit since <laughs> I inherited that team and then I, it's not looking good yeah. I, it's not a competitive team so I'm just holding all my on my two first round picks and then I trying to make fir- something happen next year.
0: I had my first loss last week, unfortunately, to Brad. So it mm. drops me down to 3-1. and one, But yeah. it's okay. I It was one of those weeks where I only had one of my star players playing. And Patrick Mahomes. But my star players, I've brought it up a million times. Because I'm very proud of that team. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill as my star players. And
1: only one of them played last yeah. week. Well, luckily like it's a dynasty you are looking solid for next five years, so... <laughs> Plus Patrick um, Mahomes. If you're doing any trades because you're just getting bored with that team, then you are being silly. And then, <laughs> yeah, I
0: should not touch that team. Yeah, I should, should just not. set my lineups and look at it again next year.
1: Yeah, and try to get some picks, maybe.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't need picks. <laughs> I have Jonathan Taylor and Clyde edwards alaire as yeah. <laughs> my starting running backs. I don't need picks. <laughs> well, you can always have picks. Maybe a tight end, but I'm not spending a draft. I have two
1: team. first picks, two two first round picks. So
0: there you go I have a second round pick I can pick I don't need a quarterback I have Patrick Mahomes so I don't know that team's <laughs> looking good I do have a loss though so I have some work on it but anyway I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you guys in your studio let's bye <laughs>
1: Moro, moro, mitä poro? That's Finnish and it means What's Up Reindeer in short.
0: We hope you guys enjoyed this episode or all of our previous episodes. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. That is the most
1: important thing. Go and listen to us in Spotify, in Apple Pod and all the other major podcast platforms.
0: And if you have any questions or you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at NFG Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We hope to see you there.
1: Moro, moro.